superstars of yesterday, the megastars of today, and the legends of tomorrow. What a memorable night it will be. World Championship Wrestling presents Slamboree 95, a Legends Reunion. Welcome, wrestling fans, to the latest episode of the Wrestling Time Machine, our, well, I, I suppose our second installment of what we're calling Rift Tracks, with a, with a W. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bobby Fisher, and on the line with me is my other wonderful co-host, Leith Gray. Hello. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, yes, we got up very early to do this. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening to this, and and if you are, we, we would say thank you. And that also means that you're supporting the show by purchasing this episode. Uh, you know, thank you and good morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. And by beautiful, I just mean that, you know, there's no snow. So thank God. That's always good. It's always good. Always, always good. The weirdest spring. <laughs> it's it's some lousy smarch weather we've been dealing with. Pretty so, much, yeah. 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 So we are getting ready to dive into the other pay-per-view in May of 1995, and that is WCW Slamboree, A Legends Reunion. Now, I think this is the first month that we've really had that... Both WCW and the WWE have competing pay-per-views. I don't I think. Is that right? I, I don't think we had pay-per-views from both companies in April, uh, March, February, or January. Seems right. Yeah. I trust you on this. I'm not, Too I'm early to uh, think that hard. <laughs> That's I I believe this. I, I was too busy trying to make up a uh, Space Jam Slamboree mashup song in my head. So <laughs> here's your chance. Do your dance at the Slamboree. All right. Oh man, Space Jam, everybody. Remember that basketball. Ah, oh, I loved Space Jam. I actually got, uh, one year for Christmas, a really big, like, Space Jam, like, behind-the-scenes sort of, like, art book. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. The really neat thing was seeing... I think this is really sort of the first kind of, like, concept art book I'd ever really had. So it was really neat seeing how the All-Stars, like, the, the, the Monstars, uh, kind of came into existence. That was really a lot of fun. Uh... But we're not here to talk about Space Jam. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a different show. We're here to talk about WCW Slamboree, a Legends reunion. So we have some uh, some trivia to go over first, just before we uh, jump into the into the pay per view event. Uh, first, uh, if you want to follow along and, and listen to us riff on this pay per view, uh, Leith and I are both watching this on our PlayStation Force. Uh, we have it queued up. We're past, you know, the the sort of requisite ad that the WWE Network pushes on you, and we have things paused at the triple zero timestamp, so you should have a, a black screen here. 
but uh, we're going to go over some trivia just real quick, and then we'll queue up the pay-per-view and jump right in. Now, WCW Slamboree 1995 uh, took place at the Bayfront Arena in St. Petersburg, Florida. The Bayfront Arena opened in 1965. Now, via uh, com, WCW Slamboree had an attendance an attendance of 7,000 people. Now, that's about the same amount of people as uh, the first in your house that we just finished watching. It's uh, funny when you like think back how small these shows were. Yeah. Yeah, now the WWE is like 7,000 people, that's barely a house show. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, they had an attendance of 7,000 people earning $94,000, uh, compared to In Your House drawing 7,000 people and earning $51,648. Ooh. Yeah. Now, Slamboree had a lower buy rate of only 0.57, which is equal to 179,346 buys, but their price point was higher at $27.50 per buy. So even though they had a lower buy rate, uh, they still wound up doing more money, and that was equal to $493,200. Wait, that's not right. That can't be right. <laughs> I just realized, like, I have too many digits on that number, so that can't be right. Numbers are hard. Yeah. I feel like we do this every time. <laughs> we, we do do this every time. <laughs> now it's like I need to, to pull up a calculator here. Oh, boy. This is this is exciting radio. Mm-hmm. I might cut this. <laughs> I, I very well might cut this. So let's see. We have twenty-seven fifty times one hundred seventy-nine three forty-six. Because if I use the calculator on my phone, I have to close out the document. Okay, that's why I had it, I, I, I had messed up. I put a comma in the wrong place. It's equal to $4,932,015 is what that, that buy rate is equal to. And that's a total box office of $5,026,015, which is a difference, and we talked about this on the In Your House show, a difference of $1 million one hundred twenty one thousand seven hundred seventy seven dollars sixty five cents so that's uh that's some pretty interesting facts about about slamboree nineteen ninety five and we're gonna get ready to jump into this but I guess I suppose before we jump into this Leith, do you have any any thoughts or anything on your expectations for this? Oh, they're low. My oh, expectations low. are lo- they're like as low as I can possibly make them given the uh quality of WCW at this point. <laughs> are you saying that Saturday night has has not lived <laughs> up to expectations? I mean, I do love like 30 squash matches in an <laughs> in an episode. That's that's some great TV. <laughs> it's not Yeah, great no, TV. I'm not I am not expecting much? Anything. <laughs> okay. 
Well, that way I, I can enjoy it better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to, to to think of it. Let's go into it with no expectations and let's let's enjoy Slamboree. And we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna pause the recording on this on this one. We wanna try to give everybody a chance to uh, follow along as best they can. So we're gonna count down and uh, when we say uh, one, we're gonna hit play. Alright? So if you're listening to this, get everything queued up, get everything ready, grab your snacks, grab some popcorn, I don't know, some wings or something, whatever, whatever munchies you like, and we're gonna we're gonna do this. So three, two, one. Alright, we get some we've got some video. Sting, Hulk Hogan, Vader. Macho Man, Alex Wright, Ric Flair. Woo! Oh, look at those graphics. Yeah. But when you put the ring that way, it looks more like a baseball field. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. <laughs> like, why are they... Like, it feels so much more like a baseball-themed like, that would pay-per-view. be a good logo for, like, Dasher Hatfield. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the name Slamboree even kind of sounds baseball-related. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a very baseball feel. Maybe that's what they're going for. Oh, we get it's... Eric Bischoff on a pay-per-view. He's he's not interviewing Diamond Dallas Page. Right, and baseball would make sense because it's a spring pay-per-view. Ah. And they always did those, like, like all-star, like, Legends games. Yeah. And, you know, given that, like, even the font... For Slamboree is baseball like. I think I think we finally figured this out. We, yeah. we got this. We uncovered the conspiracy. It's all it's all baseball themed. <laughs> Bobby Heenan with a heck of a nice bolo tie. I like that microphone. That's pretty. The purple one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does he get this special one? It even matches his like jacket. Well, even Eric Bischoff's doesn't look black entirely. It just looks like a dark purple. Does it? Kinda. <laughs> but his kind of matches his jacket. Yeah, it Maybe does. That's what that's what they went with. <laughs> oh man, Harlem Heat. We get some some highlights of the Harlem Heat. Booker the, T. The traditional Booker T song. Yeah. He kept this music for, like, ever, too. Yeah, he never didn't use this music. I don't know if, like, he had, like, rights to it or, like, how that works. Or if it was just, like, a free song they used initially. I have no idea. Yeah, I I don't know. I never looked into that. (laughs) I don't know how it worked, but the laugh at the beginning of that song always sounded to me like Jerry Lawler. (laughs) Oh, man, we're going to have to look into this. Put this on the list. Yeah. Conspiracies. Wrestling <laughs> conspiracies, and we're here to uncover them. This is, this is like the X-Files, but with wrestling. Oh, they got, like, panther headbands, too. Or the... Oh, my God, what are those things called? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We always use them for cleaning. Do-rags? Yeah. Yeah. Those were really popular in the nineties too. I remember I remember when American Badass Undertaker was a thing and I was really into like motorcycles and I 
wound up with a do-rag collection. I think everyone had one at some point. Yeah. I would, like, thumbtack them to the walls so I could just, like, grab them off. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's I, smart. Yeah. I still have two. I have a Pocahontas one and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Now that is 90s. <laughs> Alright, we got the Nasty Boys. See, WCW set is, is like nothing compared to In Your House. It's just a curtain. It was a very nice curtain, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice curtain. Has that, like, kind of Twin Peaks feel? <laughs> 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 Backstage, it's just Kevin Sullivan talking backwards. <laughs> I can see it. Oh, oh their current open for them. Yeah. They didn't have to fight through it. That's the power of uh, Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> Nobs doesn't get any respect from the curtain. Oh, now that's a cool dress. She got, like, the material from their outfits. Yeah. Well, and the, the, I don't know if we would call them jackets that they're wearing are kind of neat. Like, it's... They've... Yeah, like the, like, cutaway yeah. fabric. Oh, and she's so sparkly. I want to be Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> but without the smoking. Yeah, I wouldn't take any of her bad habits. Yeah. I would just look really cool. <laughs> Booker T and Stevie Ray out here for Harlem Heat. Yeah, those those jackets are pretty interesting. Like, you can tell they're like, this is a pay-per-view. We got to, like, do this up. Everybody's matching. It's just like, I don't know. There's something about, like, like you have, like, a tag team and a manager and they all match. It's just... Makes it that much cooler. Mm-hmm. It's like they're very cohesive. Yeah. It, that means it, they, that's how you know they mean business. Yeah. Now, is it just me, or do the tag team belts look real small here? They do. They look like um the ones you can get at, like, Target and stuff, like the little kid replica ones. Like the foam ones, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm confused here. Is Knobs... Wrestling both members by himself? What's going on? Or uh, Sags. Sags. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I can't even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a handicap match. Did that change? Because I don't remember them talking about that in the actual episodes. <laughs> I don't think it was ever... Leading up to this. Yeah. I thought I, it was another tag match. It was supposed to be just another tag match. This yeah. was supposed to be, like, their last shot. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's nothing... But now all the... Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a handy... Hard subject to change, man. Yeah. It's a handicap match. I wonder... I wonder what happened to Knobs. Maybe he's probably still, like, showering after that concession stand brawl <laughs> is what it is oh sherry so much glitter 
Uh, yeah, she like bathed in glitter. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> that reminds me of like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Ultraman is Black up close. I have but not. The man glitters like he's <laughs> head to toe glittery goodness, and he smells like Christmas. That's that's interesting. That's yeah, because he has <laughs> he has a Christmas tattoo, doesn't he? Yeah, he has two sleeves of Christmassy tattoos. Hmm. But he smells, it's kind of like pine trees. Well, it just it has that nice Christmassy feel. Now that just makes me concerned like how cobalt must smell. <laughs> well. <laughs> and and Jerry Sags just killed, is that Booker T in the ring? I can't see Sherry's in the way. <laughs> And Jerry Sags going for the body. Oh, nope, going for a clothesline. And he's he's trying. He's like, I can do this. Yeah. Just stay on the offensive. Wow. Oh, man. A, a double DDT. That happened. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's got shared. <laughs> no! No, come on. Aw, poor Sherry. She got clocked. I don't even know how she stands in those heels. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> like, I'm surprised she didn't just fall off on her own. <laughs> not to mention, like, taking a bump. Ridiculous. Oh, this this looks bad. This looks like a bad time. Oh, he's going for a pump handle. It didn't feel as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going for something else entirely, but yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm just going to lay you down gently on the mat. Just, just enough to make a little bit of a noise. Oh, man. The double team. Who's legal? Uh, Stevie Ray, I believe. Do you get tagged? Are you still get tagged if it's... Well, now I'm forgetting the rules. <laughs> well, I mean, WCW has very confusing rules to begin with. I mean, we talked about that weird pin with uh, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair in that tag team match last month. Yeah, they they tend to uh, forego the the rules. Yeah, I'm still wondering how how uh, the strap match worked out with uh, with Flair. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. I think about that from time to time. I'm like, this that that's not how that works. <laughs> I, I still think I still think one of one of WCW's most confusing rules is it's a disqualification if you throw your opponent out of the ring. Is it only over the top rope? Yeah, like... it's only over the top rope. And it has to they have to deem it as intentional. If it's unintentional, they can be like, No, we're gonna let the match continue. Yeah, it seems so, I don't know, like they're just trying to find something to make themselves, like, like this is how we're different or something, or yeah. like they just wanted that extra bit so they could change how... They could add some different finish opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just, it's too arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I still think one of the the other weirdest things about WCW that oh, they... Oh, Sherry's helping. Oh, no, Sherry! He, he's going to clock you again, girl. You better you better get out of there. She didn't care. She's like, bring it. Bring it, boy. All right, but I'm going to run away. <laughs> yeah, she's running in those heels. And that's probably... Oh, my God. <laughs> she is so fabulous. Like, I... like th- those are some life goals right there. Yeah. I can't even walk in heels, let alone scurry around the ring. <laughs> like, that I can't understand. Like, the ring steps right at the center of the ring. Yeah. That's oh. another one of those, like, oh, oddities of WCW. Oh. Oh, she's getting her revenge. It's okay. <laughs> she's allowed. Slambery, Sherry's revenge. <laughs> that's a big dude right there in the white tank top. Those fans got, like, really freaked out for a second. Yeah. They're like, please don't hurt us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, girls, heels, much respect. Like, I, I do not know how you ladies do it. I don't either. Don't look at me. I'm... <laughs> I can do the platforms, like, like, Spice Girl style. But, like, actual heels? No. I, like, yeah. would kill myself. My, my ankles are double-jointed. Ooh. So they, like, wobble. <laughs> so you've got, you've got that, like, perpetual, what is it, uh, Axl Rose kind of wibbly-wobbly ankle thing going on. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Made it very hard to do, like, uh, a lot of, like, the dance stuff I used to do. Mm, I can imagine. Balancing on your toes is not easy when yeah. your ankles decide to go wonky. <laughs> when they have a mind of their own. <clears throat> exactly. See, Sherry's not afraid to, like, get into the faces of fans. Uh, she's not afraid of anything. Are you kidding me? Yeah, her back's all, like, glittery. It's, like, it looks silver from here. I can't tell if there's, like, fabric on it oh, or if it's just we got a spin rooney Nice. We got a spin rooney and a sidekick. Does that mean they're, they're getting in all their offense? Are they going to lose? <laughs> I don't know. They was... do all their big moves and then then get destroyed. It would be. I don't would... even know how that would happen because it's basically three on one. Yeah, it would be pretty pretty tough for Harlem Heat to recover after a loss in a handicap title match. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> feels like one of those where it's like they, they pretty much have to win yeah. or they just have to break up. Yeah. Uh-oh. What are we what are we doing here? Do we got are we going for the Harlem hangover? There it is. Nice. Sherry's so excited. Her boys are doing so good. Like, this this is how it goes, man. They they got this. <laughs> and see, you love all this stuff. Cuz this is this is the bad guys at their finest. Yeah, they haven't done enough um shenanigans, but you know. That's okay. Oh, you need more shenanigans? I I guess not in a handicap match. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what else they could do. 
That was that awkward. Was odd. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was too far away. Yeah. Although they did a nice a nice cut there to where you right. almost so you couldn't, couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. They they tried to cover it up as best as possible. I was like, there's no way he's going to do anything from there. <laughs> like, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I love Sherry just having both hands up, just being like, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Uh-oh. Is that, is that Sags? That's Sags. Hustling down to the ring. And he's he's all beat up. Oh, man. They they said they glued him back together. <laughs> like he's put back together with glue, and <laughs> it's like really. I don't know. I, I would have to guess WCW probably had finer medical care, even if not by much, than ECW. <laughs> you would hope. Yeah. Although, how crazy is it that we never really got the Nasty Boys in ECW? They would have been right at home. Yeah, that's true. They definitely have that ECW feel to them. Yeah, I mean, ECW, like, the Nasty Boys versus, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. <laughs> uh, how The Gangsters. Oh, uh, okay. Is who I'm thinking of. It's probably a good thing I blanked on New Jack's name, because if you oh, say... He went over the top rope. He did, but and the, the, ref the ref didn't see it. Here comes ref... Sherry. Oh. oh, she's got the shoe in her hand, too. That's why she wears heels. Yeah. You use them as a weapon. That's right. Uh-oh. No! Ooh, that oh, was, that was nasty. She could have hit her head on that on that steel rail. If she had yeah, not that was not the it. best catch. Yeah, that was <laughs> that could have been real bad. The heel is still in the ring, by which we mean Sherry Shue and not, I think, Stevie Ray. Yeah, I think so. Oh, he just like tripped over it too. The nasty boys yeah. win. Oh man. And they are your new WCW... And they just get to, to change the rules, too. They're like, this is a handicap match. No, it's a tag match, just because my partner came out. We're good. Like, how's that work? You can just change the match type, like, mid-match? <laughs> this isn't fair to the bad guys. <laughs> like, come on. He threw, like, two people over the top row. He should have been disqualified, man. Like... Yeah, it's it's probably a good thing I blanked on New Jack's name because if you say his name too much, he shows up. <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Yeah. So we've already said his name twice. We can't say it a third time. That's it. Jerry Sags yelling at the camera guy. Something. Oh, we did it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh yes. Yes. Regal. Oh, and Eaton. Yes. Mm. <laughs> They look so they look so snazzy. Those are some good looking ties. God, Bobby. Not, not Eaton. bad for '90s suits. Yeah, Bobby Eaton is so good at looking smug. And oh. Apparently, very sweaty. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in a three-piece suit. It's May. They're in Florida. He's under all those lights. Like, I mean, it's got to be 100 degrees in there. Ah, uh, so they're going to be out. They're going to be like, we want them belts. That's why we're here. Okay, I don't know why they just kind of came like halfway down to the ring and just were like, "Those are our belts. We're coming for them," and then they left. It's the it's the fancy people way of punking someone out. They like they don't want to get too close though, because it's yeah. the nasty boys. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, oh, that could have been real again. bad. Yeah. That I think would be the hardest part of wrestling is trusting somebody to catch you on the outside. Yeah. Well, and especially in the 90s when you didn't have, like, the big, like, black rubber barricades and you just had, you know, the steel bike racks like that. Yeah. Oh, we got Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff looks so weird wearing glasses. He just looks weird in general. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he finally got rid of the the black hair? Yeah. And he's just like, like, thank goodness. <laughs> heck with <laughs> he it. looks so weird. Yeah, heck with it. I'm gray. And it like, looked like a hundred times better, too. It's like, yeah. why didn't you just go with that? <laughs> I like how Brian Nobbs doesn't know which camera to look in. There's just too many. Yeah. There's what, like one or two? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the belts look so tiny. They are very tiny. They're just like, they don't look like real belts. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, they're clearly leather. That's yes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Like when you see the the close up, it's like okay, they're definitely real belts, but it's like yeah, they just look like toy ones because they're so teeny tiny. Yeah. Maybe it's it. Maybe that just speaks to the size of Harlem Heat. And oh man, look at that jacket. Look at that robe that Kevin Sullivan is wearing. Oh, I I enjoy Kevin Sullivan. He is like next level crazy, and it's fabulous. He's, <laughs> he he is going to be at the uh, at. Uh, the same wrestling promotion that I met Raven and uh, Shane Douglas at. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think I'm going to that because I'm I'm foregoing that to go to the Mike Quackenbush booking for professional wrestling seminar. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be in Philly, and I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah, that would be a really cool one to, to check out. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan is next level crazy. He is. It's wonderful. I just love the fact that he always refers to like Hulkamania as if it's like a disease. Like that cracks yeah. me up so much. Like how oh, he caught the Hulkamania. <laughs> I, I just I just love that Kevin Sullivan's voice makes him sound like a vindictive curly. <laughs> Like that's, oh, so good. That, that's what he sounds like to me in my head. He sounds like Curly from the Three Stooges, but just angry. I can see it. Yeah, we're going to get him, Mo. We're going to get Hulk Hogan. He was like, where was he even going? 
Mean Gene had to like turn him around. He's like, no, you're headed that way, sir. <laughs> I don't think they gave them very good cues. <laughs> like they just it's the grudge match next. Yeah. Is this is he coming out as the butcher, the nomad, the man with no name? Is this the Winter Soldier? Who is this? Okay. Man with no name. Yeah. He's got some some sweet sunglasses. They look like tanning booth sunglasses. Like, they look like the goggles. Yeah, I think they're too small on his face. Yeah. Very, very unusual. And just tights that look like they were airbrushed at a medieval fair. Like a renaissance fair. They do airbrushing at Ren Fairs? I mean... <laughs> it seems like Yeah, that does wrong. seem Yeah, that that does seem like two very not compatible things, but <laughs> I mean all the bones and the chains and everything, that that's what that makes me think of. <laughs> and it's it's also especially confusing that he's that he's being billed as the man with no name, but his tights very clearly say butcher. <laughs> You should have, like, had him, like, put, like, a X through the butcher part. Yeah. Just get a Sharpie. Or some spray paint. We know WCW just has cans of spray paint laying around. That's how Bischoff does his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. A high knee. Yeah. Butt to the... Butt to the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Lady in pink. She's got to be with, like, somebody or something. I don't yeah. know. It's every so often you see somebody in the front row and you're like, you just know they're, like, somebody related or yeah. they're, like, married to someone. Because they're not dressed like a like a regular wrestling fan. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they just have that, that vibe to them. They get overly excited, but only for, like, one person. Yeah. Like see, like all the all the weird like shrunken heads and chains and everything on his tights. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's getting he's getting a top rope like eye rake. That gives it so much more uh, leverage. Yeah. 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 That's sure. it. <laughs> Makes it that much more painful. An impactful. <laughs> and we're just we're, we're this is, giving Kevin Sullivan a concussion. I, I think that's the goal. Yeah. This is not this is not your standard match. This is just like I'm gonna beat the crap out of this dude in any way I can think of. I mean this this could have been an interesting feud if there had been more build up to it on Saturday night. Yeah. It's like we kind of know that there there's a feud here. Yeah. We we know, you know, but Butcher's got a case of the Hulkamania. Yeah. And he's uh, he's done been infected. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't quite shake it. He tried. That big guy in the front row is just not impressed. He he still pat him though. He's like, it's okay, yeah. man. 
And that guy is just like, can you go in the ring, please? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the weird thing is, I just realized, we have no signs in the crowd. Huh. You haven't noticed any. Maybe they weren't allowed. Yeah. For reasons. Oh, that's a close-up of Butcher's butt. (laughs) Foreshadowing. (laughs) Is what that is. But yeah, no, no crowd signs whatsoever. And I think we can see a little bit of Kevin Sullivan's... Uh, whatever he's wearing under his tights. There's like some... Some some kind of Spanx or something? Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. A a leaping leaping club? Why do we have to keep getting close-ups of Butcher's butt? Like, come on! Cameraman, find a different angle, please. Yeah, there's... (laughs) Oh, well, that wasn't much improved, but yeah. yes, I, I get the point, Mr. Cameraman. But. This is... <laughs> the cameraman is secretly Tina Belcher. <laughs> uh. Why, like, Butcher got a two count and was like, I won! <laughs> what was that? Does Butcher not know how wrestling works? (laughs) I'm beginning to wonder. I mean, the the man with no name. Yeah, the man with no name. Our apologies. Our apologies to men everywhere with names. (laughs) Although, we have to... I, I feel like some props have to be given to Ed Leslie for wrestling with that steel plate in his head. Like, that's... That's gotta be hard. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan's going to be at that event, and I think so is Abyss. Okay. And I think Cowboy Bob Orton. It's pretty nifty. Yeah. Uh, one of the. But you're going to be learning how to book a show. Yeah. I'm looking That's for, way more fun. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I get to uh, hang out with. Uh, oh, that that looked unpleasant. Uh, hopefully, I get to hang out with. Uh, Nerdfix Strangers co-host Jerry. I'm going to try to reach out to him, see if he wants to hang out. Like, Because we're going to try to make a weekend of it. Cause it nice. Because it runs like that Friday night, and then, oh, Tree of Woe time. Here it comes. Oh, running knee. Just right to the midsection. Yeah, it runs like that late Friday night, and so that'll give us a chance to hang out and do stuff Saturday. Like, I'm looking forward to getting an authentic Philly cheesesteak from one of the two Philly cheesesteak places. Yeah, I guess that's a thing people do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I, I've tried a cheesesteak once. I did not like it. I mean... So, I've never had an authentic Philly cheesesteak because I just didn't care for cheesesteaks. What's the... They what's don't the, appeal to me. What's the commissioner doing out here? Oh. Oh. Oh, oh dear. We're starting the Dungeon of Doom. Oh my goodness. That is a lot of spider webs. Yeah. Oh, they had a sale. (laughs) They did them really well. They look very spider webby. Yeah. (laughs) Kayfabe, those are real spider webs. 
But where are all the spiders? That would have been cooler. He's just, like, covered in spiders. <laughs> now, that would have scared some people. That would have made that this That makes much it more... even better. Yeah. <laughs> Sullivan's leaving. Yeah. Instead of, like, instead He's of... just walking through the crowd. Yeah, instead of doing, like, a thumbtack spot, you do a spider spot. Oh, but then you would squish all the spiders. No, you'd be covered in spiders. Oh, I thought you meant, like, landing on them. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, probably, but... <laughs> like, that that would make an interesting wrestler's gimmick. Like, they just carry a bag of spiders. Just throw them at people. Yeah. Like, uh, I've never had, like, an authentic Philly cheesesteak. Like, I get... Well, that was switched back. Yeah, <laughs> like... it did. <laughs> From spiders to cheesesteak. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Whenever we go to a place that serves subs, like Subway or Charlie's or Steak Escape, like, I generally get something with, like, steak, something akin to a Philly cheesesteak, I guess. But, you know, nothing that's, like, the the real, like, here's here's a piece of bread and we just put some chopped up steak and melted cheese Whiz and onions and peppers and stuff. Like, nothing that's, like, the real deal. So I'm looking forward to that. We got Hulk Hogan. I think what else is good over there? Yeah. We always uh, we always go to like the the that like big convention center like across the street. There's like that big place that has like all the different food mm. food items. I can't think of names of things. <laughs> now are but you? It's just like a big building with like eight bajillion different like eateries. Now are you in Philly or are you in uh, Sellersville? I am in neither. Neither. Okay. <laughs> I am not far from either, though. Okay. I'm like an hour from Philly. Okay. Like hour, hour and a half, depending on traffic. Ah, okay. Okay. And it takes like 30, 35 minutes to get to Sellersville, something like that. Okay. Those are the two. Those are the two cities I know in Pennsylvania. Those are the only. <laughs> those are the only two cities in Pennsylvania: is Philadelphia and Sellersville. That's it. I don't think you can call Sellersville a city. Town? It's it's like a small town with uh, just the, the Forest Lodge. Yeah. That's about it. It's got excellent professional wrestling. It's near Quaker Town. Yeah. I just love how... Like he... I, I just love how Macho Man's hat doesn't clearly have enough room for the word macho. <laughs> like, they made it way too big. Well... Oh. They try to make it work. Yeah. So, so Sellersville has excellence professional wrestling. Yes. And that's kind of it, right? Uh, that's all. Well, I think that's all I know. <laughs> I know it's because it, it's it's so close to Quaker Town that I think technically everything else is actually Quaker Town. So, so there's a lot of stuff really close by, but I think it's actually in Quaker Town, not Sellersville. So, is there anything in Quaker Town? Yes, there's like the Q Mart, which is a big farmers like flea markety type place. Hmm. They have like all kinds of like different like foods you can get, and they have like a, a video game store that you can get like retro games and stuff oh, at. Neat. Uh, they have a comic book shop. I know there's a comic, another comic book store that uh, oftentimes Excellence kind of works with. 
Hmm. Like they'll have like wrestlers show up there and stuff. That's cool. Um, and, and of course, it's where all the oatmeal in the world is from. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Angelo Poffo going into the WCW Hall of Fame. Oh, excited to uh, watch his kid. Yeah, TV's going going to black and white. Does that mean it's like Legends time or something? I think it's, I think it's Legends time. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of neat that they were just like, heck with it, we're going to call this a Legends match, and we're going to have these these guys wrestle. Black and white's so cool, but he looks so modern. Yeah. Like, it's funny. He doesn't look old at all. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> this is, was it Gertie Murdoch? Did I hear that right? Dirty Dick Murdoch. Dirty? Dirt, oh, I can hear. I am, yeah. I am smart with my ears. <laughs> This is this is why I, I don't hear commentary and stuff so well. Gertie <laughs> like, Murdoch. Yeah, Gertie Murdoch is his mother. <laughs> well, you never know. They had yeah. some pretty odd names back in the day. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with the legends. Sorry, sorry guys. I have to go even <laughs> further back in my my wrestling to to catch up with all this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a legends match. It's the the one thing I'll give them that that is kind of neat about this is doing it in like the black and white. Yeah, I'm digging that. It looks like it looks cool. It feels like very very old school. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's uh, Chief Wa- uh not Chief, uh, just Wahoo McDaniel versus Dirty Dick Murdoch, and Gordon Sol- uh, Gordon Soli is on commentary with Bobby Heenan to further the old school aspects of the match. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> so yeah, this is because it's like. WWE's never done anything like this. No. Well, I, I take that back. I mean, they did do the, like, uh, the mock battle royal with the Legends. Right, right. I mean, they've done stuff like that, but it's not like, they didn't go all out with the, the black and white. Yeah. And just, like, like, a proper, like, Legends match. It's usually just, like, here's a bunch of old-timers... Let's get some cheap pops. (laughs) It's definitely this feels so neat. Yeah. It's it's a novelty. Yeah, I feel like I've I've gone back in time. Yeah. This would have been like the wrestling my my uh I guess technically cousin, 
because she's older, we always think of her as like a great aunt. Yeah. <laughs> but this would have been like her era, I believe. Yeah, this would have been closer to like my grandma's kind of era. Now, did your older relatives actually watch wrestling? Uh, my grandma grew up, I think, with some siblings. I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I think she grew up with some, some boy siblings, some brothers who were into wrestling. Brothers. Mm. Brothers is definitely the word for boy sibling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I know uh, growing up that wrestling was like my grandma when she did have you know when she had her kids she had two boys and three girls and so wrestling was something that was definitely kind of at least in the background because like when I started getting back into wrestling and there would be guys like you know Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan or whoever, you know, like my mom was familiar with those guys and she knew she could identify some of the older wrestlers. So at least it must have been on in the background or something like that at some point. Okay. You know, I mean, Hulk Hogan, I guess like that's, that's a given, but like she could like, like my mom would know guys like Ric Flair and Jimmy Snuka you know, a lot of the guys from, like, the 70s and 80s. Makes sense. Yeah. Like my parents know who, like, The Rock is. Yeah. And, like, Hogan. I made my mom watch, uh, I think it was Raw the one time I had her put it on. She kept s- switching it off, which was driving me nuts. I was like, any time it goes to commercial, she would switch to a different channel. <laughs> but well, she got... she. she she didn't like Seamus because she thought he was ugly, <laughs> but she thought Del Rio was was handsome, but he was a bad guy, so she didn't like him. But then she kept pointing him out, like, who's that cute guy? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Mom, no. Why are you ruining wrestling? <laughs> and I... Of course, it had to be like, oh, he has a nice tush. <laughs> <laughs> a tush. I know... Like, I made my parents watch wrestling when I was getting back into it in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and actually it was really funny. Last night, uh, it was my nephew's first birthday, and so we went out and we had dinner uh, with uh, some family and everything, and I'm sitting there talking to my dad and my mom and dad, and I'm talking about, like, Shinsuke Nakamura and talking about like how big a deal he is in Japan and how huge it is that you know he's not only wrestling for WWE now but he's going to be in the main event at WrestleMania like so it's they put up with a lot <laughs> <laughs> and they they are very they are very wonderful wonderful parents like the you know I don't I don't really watch sports or anything, so my big thing every year is doing something for WrestleMania. Even if the last couple ones have been total garbo. But, like... Right. You know, it's... It's the closest thing I have to a religion. What do you want from me? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the the same boat. Yeah. Like, we always do, like, Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania are, yeah. like, our 
our big two. Yeah. And they were they were always really cool about facilitating it back when like I lived with them and everything. You know, they would I would pay for the event and we would, you know, get pizza and make food and do all kinds of fun stuff and you know, I always tried to have people over for it. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it never worked out. Like I always had bigger expectations in my head. That looked oh, okay. That looked really nasty. What Dick Murdoch just did to to Wahoo. They shouldn't be doing that at their age. Now they got this. They're fine. Yeah. But uh, you just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried about them. Like uh. But yeah, I, I kind of sort of had bigger expectations in my head, but it still wound up being fun for the people who did come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm probably going to try to do the same thing this year, I, I think. It's always fun. We always just make sure we have, like, tons of snacks and, like, random crap. Oh, uh, my my husband and his friend normally do what they call Metamania. Where they go to the Brazilian steakhouse <laughs> before WrestleMania airs. What is, a, just, what is a Brazilian steakhouse? Well, they just kind of come by with giant swords with various types of meat on them. And it's just nonstop that. So you just have meat coming to your table oh. every every few minutes. You had me at meat and you sold me on swords. <laughs> So, so that's become the the tradition, like Metamania, then WrestleMania. <laughs> we don't we don't have anything that cool here in Columbus, but what we do have is Mongolian barbecue. Okay. Have Have you ever been? I think I've been like once. I do remember going to a place that said that, but that must have been like a million years ago. <laughs> so. Wahoo gets the win in the Legends match. We're back. We're back in the land of Oz. We got full color now. Uh, oh boy, we're getting ready for the Lights Out match. So Mongolian Barbecue is basically. I mean, I love it. It's one of my favorite places to go. Right. Basically, you go up to a buffet. You get a bowl. You go up to a buffet. You first pick out your meats, and they got all mm-hmm. kinds of meats and some seafood. You know, it's not fried, like, it's not breaded or anything. It's just, like, uh, you know, fish, right? So they okay. got they got a couple different types of seafood, and then they also have things like uh, like uh, tofu for you non-meat eaters. And you put that in your bowl, and then you go to the next station of the buffet, which is, like, your veggies, and you pick that out. And then you have your last station, which is like sauces and seasonings. And then you take it all up to this giant circular grill, and they cook cook it all right in front of you. Okay. I have been to one. I just barely remember it. Yeah. We, we live pretty close to one. There are a couple here in Columbus, and it is delicious. It's it's one of my, one of my favorite places to eat. Because uh, the first time I went there was after a night... Of very hard drinking and partying. <laughs> it was like uh, New Year's Day, right? And Whoa, we got crazy drums happening. Crazy drums. Is this? Is what this? Is it? Oh, I can't remember what the drums are called now. Is this Sting's WrestleMania entrance? <laughs> this uh, is pretty epic, man. Yeah. 
And when they when they cook the the meat and everything, they use like swords, like these big sort of sword things. But yeah, okay. the the first time I had it was after a night of hard drinking, and it's like you would think like a whole lot of meat and spices and everything is the last thing you want on like a hungover, you know, a hungover tummy. It was, yeah, yeah. It was magic. Oh, we got the great Muda. The great coming Muda. out. How does he see through that? I think it's sheer. Oh, okay, that would make sense. This is probably the coolest entrance this so far tonight. Yeah, so far. It's been it's been pretty epic. I'm actually really excited for this. And you thought Sherry was shiny. Look at all this. Yeah. So many sequins. Now here's the thing. I don't know why you would book this match and why you wouldn't that's a giant Coca-Cola clock. And I don't know <laughs> why you wouldn't book like the Great Muda versus Ming. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess because they want to keep Ming looking strong. Yeah. They got to protect him because he, he's theirs. <laughs> well, and this this is the problem with the way WCW was doing some of its business. This is why we ran into, like, that confusing strap match. Because Vader was holding a title, I think, with uh, New Japan or another promotion, and they didn't want him to lose. Mm-hmm. And this is a problem that you run into when you're doing, like, cross-promotion stuff like this. Both companies want their wrestlers to look strong. And right. You, you run into, like, problems with this, like, well, who's going to do the job? Yeah, in which case, just book him against somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't need to go against, like, another opponent of the same caliber. It's, like, in the same position. That's another very tiny belt, by the way. Yeah. Well, Japanese belts are are different. They do make their belts kind of smaller, from what I've seen. That one's just, like, I feel like it's going to break. Like, I feel like wrestling title belts in the United States took a stronger cue from things like boxing titles. And mm-hmm. that's why they're, they're, so, they're so much bigger. Gotcha. But, like, uh, Japanese wrestling titles, they took them from... I, I don't know what, but something different, obviously, and they're they're a lot smaller generally. This is gonna be cool. We're gonna get some mist. There's gonna be some mist happening. I'm hoping. So with, kind of with the mist, does he just like keep that in his mouth the whole time? Uh, I think so. I think they're like kind of like the, like almost like blood capsules. But you could ask somebody uh. that's actually done mist before. <laughs> okay. You have, like I, know, you I know Ophidian's done it a couple times. I know... You haven't done uh, the mist? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no, I haven't even done a proper spit take. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very far behind in my, uh, my misting skills. I'm trying to think who else mists. Uh, zombie, zombie dragon. Oh, okay, yeah. Zombie dragon does some crazy spots. Yeah, he's got some some neat tricks up his his wing. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I would say sleeve, <laughs> but homeboy doesn't wear like any shirts. Yeah, no, because he usually does like crazy like body painty stuff. Yeah. 
So th- th- this is so cool. Yeah. This is like the the one match I was like, I want to see this. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Bruce Willis square off against like Bruce Lee. Is what this <laughs> feels like. Like '90s Bruce Willis. Bruce versus Bruce. Yeah. There can only be one Bruce. And so far, I've actually... What I've seen of Orndorff, I've enjoyed. He's kind of more my my style of wrestler, I guess you would say. You know, A little ex- more technical. Except when he's not putting Alex Wright over. Oh. oh, 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 that was disrespectful. No, you don't need a translator for that one. Yeah. <laughs> We're so good at commentary. Yep. <laughs> oh, this feels like a proper match. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't feel like a squash match. No, no, it's like, it's not, like, overly gimmicked. I don't feel like it's going to get, like, overly booked either. <laughs> Just feels like an actual match of, of like, wrestling. <laughs> we see that so seldomly in WCW. We really, we really do. There's no, there's no straps, there's no 20 other people in the ring or outside the ring. Ah. This is just straightforward wrestling. They're doing maneuvers. It's got like you know, oh, a lot of those traditional spots. Heck of a spin back kick. Hit the taunt button. It's filling up his meter. Might yeah. have a special at this point. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, old video game re- references. <laughs> That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, you're not here for for flippy things. No. No. Not not in this house. I I can handle like if you're gonna do like one or two flips, that that's all right. That's acceptable. Yeah, like if you do like a moonsault, that's fine. Do your moonsault. If you do a shooting star press, I will probably, like, love you forever. Especially if you do it well. That That's kind of my, my jam. Because it, it, shooting star press makes no sense to me. I'm like, how do they not land outside the ring? How do they, like, not, I, how do they not kill themselves? <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I don't know why my brain can't, like, get, like, wrapped around it so it's, like, magical. And I, I kind of want it to stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point, uh, Razor Hawk is the only only flippy flippy do guy that I can get behind. He he is pretty good at the flips. Yes, yeah. When he's not landing on his head, <laughs> he he's gotten quite good at at being a, a little flippy bird. <laughs> 
Which, speaking of which, everybody, stay tuned, because we are going to have Razor Hawk on. Yes. He is one of our guests. I, yeah, we I, have some really awesome guests coming up. I'm, I'm excited. I, I still can't believe he's one of our guests. I can't. <laughs> it just, that blows my mind. I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away by that. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty great match so far. We got, yeah. Yeah, it's like hard to riff on it because it's just it's, yeah, it's a good actual wrestling match. Now see that elbow <laughs> drop was really great, and that's that power drive elbow that's like that basically the Rock riffed for the People's elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Great Muda's like been a huge inspiration for tons yeah. of wrestlers. Like, if it wasn't for us doing this project, I probably never would have realized that. Oh, okay. Like that's that's really neat, and that's and I dig the way that Muda does it because he just kind of gets so low mm-hmm. before he actually hits the mat. Like the way he kind of arcs back and everything. Right. Oh, head scissors. Got him in a, in a yeah, head those, scissors I love those, like, when people can do those, like, real smooth counters. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you got this? No, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> you think you got this. Like, there's just something so nice about that, like, transition. Because a lot of times, like, counters can be, like, like, Somebody will counter something, but it'll just be kind of, like, jerky or sloppy. It won't be just, like, one maneuver into the next. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's so important that you have that you have guys in the ring who can work well together. Mm-hmm. Like, it just goes to show, like, how how much that can add to the flow of a match. Like, watching, watching those Mike Quackenbush, Zack Sabre Jr. matches. Oh, my God. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's like watching water. Yeah, and that's like that's like next level. Like their matches are are fun, but it's a it's a really it's such a different way of rest like putting on a match. Like when I'm watching those matches in Chikara, it's almost relaxing. Mhm. Because it like it comes off as a competition, yeah, but it's not oh, oh, no. oh that's that's dirty. You're just choking him. Come on now. Don't don't choke Muda. The, cam- the camera guy's like, stop. If you if you if you don't stop, you're gonna unplug this. And there goes the <laughs> broadcast. No, the like when I'm watching Quack and Saber wrestle, like it, it is. It's really kind of relaxing because they just feel like two friends. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, you can always tell when like people just like click in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's definitely a very strategic reason they, they chose Orndorff yeah. for this match, you know? You can't have, like, Muda against just anybody. He needs somebody who can actually, like, go and can wrestle. Orndorff with his own fancy elbow. <laughs> 
Oh man, and at my at my nephew's uh, birthday party, they had uh they had Moana playing in the background, and I forgot how much I love that movie. <laughs> That's such a good movie. That that was random. <laughs> Look, Moana is is a precious movie. Fair enough. Oh man, is he gonna tap? Is he gonna that tap was... to the chin lock? I- I'm pretty sure most people would ch- tap to a chin lock. It happens. Yeah. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I just, I need I need the mist. He can lose as long as he misses first. Yeah. <laughs> what if he loses but then mists after? That's fine too. That's fine too. As long as we get missed. I don't know why that's like my favorite. I just, <laughs> it really is, though. I love the mist. It's also one of the reasons I like Orange Cassidy. He has a mist, too. This is a little different, though, because he just uses the orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a Triple H water spit mist. <laughs> See, then what he should do is he should team up with another wrestler who does the same thing, but, like, with a mouthful of toothpaste. Make it completely deadly. Yeah. Yeah, make it completely deadly. That would be so gross. Yeah. So he got out of that, that very dangerous chin lock. I wasn't sure if he would he would be able to. More elbows. All the elbows. I like how uh, Orndorff's tights just say Mr. Number Wonderful. Well, the, the, uh, they do have a number sign, don't they? Yes. Mm. Number wonderful. Number wonderful. <laughs> that dude in the crowd, again, just completely unimpressed. He was paid to be there. Yeah. It's like, if I have to go, I guess. <laughs> He's there with his girlfriend. She wanted to go. Do you think that guy has a girlfriend? <laughs> I mean, he had a girl sitting next to him. <laughs> I kid, I kid. It's very, very possible. Oh, the Manhattan drop? And a clothesline? Oh no, Muda's paint is coming off. Oh. I couldn't tell if he hit or not. Yeah, I can't I couldn't tell. <laughs> that was a weird angle. It was. It looks like I'm assuming he must have moved just in time or something. Yeah. We, he, he just popped up with offense. Yeah, the way he kinda 
he definitely no sold yeah. it if he if he did get hit. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely no sold it if he got hit. Like, can we see that from a different angle, please? <laughs> oh, the fist drop. I always liked the fist drop. But aren't like, see, that's one of the, another one of those like wrestling rules. It's like, oh, the the closed fist is supposed to be like illegal, but then everybody uses punches as like their finishers yeah. now. So it's like, I don't. I guess that's fine. But then, like, sometimes they'll be like, oh, no, you, can, you gotta open the fist. Yeah. It's like, make up your mind. <laughs> like, it's okay to have a closed fist as long as it's, like, your finisher, I guess. Like, and I don't even, like, there's no such thing as an open fist. It's just a palm. It's just your right, hand. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You can do palm strikes, you can do chops and slaps, but no, no punchies. <laughs> no punchies. <laughs> which is also especially confusing. Okay, that was a nice backhand spring elbow, which is also especially confusing given that, like, the key to Hulk Hogan hulking up is punches. Right, yeah, like, that's... So many people actually utilize punches Yeah. as part of their whole thing, but then, like, half the time they're like, oh, no, it's illegal, but yeah. then it's fine other times. It's just... Just make it legal, I guess, at this point. Yeah. A rib breaker. And Muda's signaling it's all over. What's he going for? Um, moonsault. A, a moonsault that almost killed him. No, he he used his hands at the end. That's yeah. fine. Like a back handspring. But Orndorff was like top. halfway across the ring. Yeah, that's why he had to put his hands down. Yeah. We didn't get any missed at all. Oh, I know. Still a great match, though. That we, was fun. We paid for mist. Where's the guy in the crowd with a sign that just says mist? No signs. No signs allowed. No signs allowed. We don't, we don't want your dirty signs here. Yeah. Blood guys sitting at home crying. Yeah. They kicked him out. Okay, yeah, he did hit. But yeah, just even the, the commentary is like, I couldn't tell if he hit him. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm super impressed that Muda could hit a moonsault that far. Yeah. That was, that was nice. Arn Anderson, Wrestle Dad. <laughs> the TV title. I think if I was in the audience for this like pay-per-view, I'd be pretty annoyed at this point because it's been like there've been some matches, but then there's been so many like backstage like interviews and like like you know what I mean? Like it's just it's constantly cutting away from like actual in-ring stuff. Yeah. Like you figure you pay to be there, like. How much are they actually seeing? Yeah. It's like all this is just like, is it like just like on TV? Mm-hmm. Or like the backstage interviews, do they have those like broadcasts that the people in the audience can see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they the backstage segments are usually like they'll... I know in WWE they put that up like on the, you know, on the Titantron or whatever, but like... In WCW, I mean, they've just got those two small, 
like wall of monitors up at the entrance area that you almost can't even see depending on where you're sitting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering like are they just like missing all this? Is this like actually like backstage backstage? Is it in like a I don't know. I mean you would hope if you were live and in and in attendance and they weren't like broadcasting this for you. Like maybe they were doing something during this, like you know, shooting shirts out into the audience or something. Yeah, because it seems like like it just feels like it'd be really boring at this point. Does Vader just have a length of rubber hose? Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems totally normal. A couple ones? Is it just one piece? Yeah. He's a he's yeah. he's a spaghetti enthusiast. I don't I don't understand. Why he just has a big length of of hose. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's Not weird. really sure. <laughs> yeah. What time? Vader time. Look at them guns. Oh, man. I cannot get over how big Vader is. He was on Boy Meets World, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he was on. <laughs> he was like, of uh, Boy "What's the Space's Dad?" Yeah. Uh, that's like uh, pretty much what I remember him from. <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> more so than like actual wrestling. <laughs> oh, it's this Terry Funk, and there's Alex right in the background, <laughs> and I'm I'm just uh, I, I've done set enough people on fire. I'm ready to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm so excited. You hear people talking in the background, too. Is that Alex Wright talking, too? No, no, he was definitely... Is he so... Terry Funk's so quiet, like, you can hear everybody behind him. Yeah. And people are just, like, walking by. Very professional. It's not a great interview setup. No, they could have closed the door at least. Terry Funk looks like a pirate. Uh, now the audience is like, finally, another match. Like, jeez, that was like 20 minutes. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> of nothing. Alex Wright. Woo! And he's going to be dancing. And, and you know, he's going to be there for all the, all the young ladies. He's the got I- that sweet jacket. Yeah. I mean, it's no Flying Brian jacket. But you know, it's it's still a pretty nice jacket. Welcome. It's very to, practical. Like yeah. you can wear it to the ring. You can wear it out. It's got it's multifaceted. High know? fashion. It's it's both functional and 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 nice. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a little punk rock without being like overly so. A little greaser, you know yeah. that that style, but. Yeah, a little more practical. He's 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 ready to take uh, Sandy out on the town. <laughs> you know, welcome to Jacket Cast, by the way. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about jackets way too much lately. <laughs> <laughs> why why does this topic keep coming up? <laughs> Speaking of jackets, <laughs> Arn Anderson with the the more traditional wrestling type jacket. 
What are those jackets called? They have like a name. Well, there was the like the shiny material jackets. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like a it's like an athletic jacket. Like it's an athletic sort of like it's kind of like that same material that uh, like swimmer swimwear is made out of. Like swim trunks, it looks like. Like I know they're. I, I think it, it's kind of like the one Travis wears, right? Yeah. Except his is all yellow, shiny, and gold. Yeah. But it's like that traditional style. Like you see a lot of wrestlers, like especially old school wrestlers, with that that style yeah. of jacket. Yeah, it's like exactly the same. What are they called? I feel like they've they've come back into vogue. I've seen mm. them at stores. Well, maybe we'll have to ask Travis that the all important jacket question when he's on. <laughs> he does have the the second best jacket in wrestling, yeah. as as we have found out. Um, we're not going to ask him how he got into wrestling. We're going to ask him, Travis, how did you get into jackets? <laughs> well, uh. Welcome to Jacket Cast. <laughs> Which I'm realizing I should probably take another take on because that sounds that sounds not appropriate. Wait, which one? Jacket Cast. I'm not going to think too hard into that. Yeah. To to discover the uh unsavory aspect. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex right, right was, with the that headlock. Was, that was pretty good. <laughs> that, that was a that was a good like uh, transition. Like he he had Anderson in the headlock. Anderson got out, ran the ropes, and then Alex was just like, "I'm gonna stop, drop, and uh, headlock again." Yeah. That's, that's stop, good. stop, drop, and headlock. <laughs> that's that's what you do in a fire. You yes. stop. You drop and you wrestle the flames into a headlock. <laughs> it also works on bears. What What did Alex Wright even just do? He just flipped over him. He's like, I must do a backhand spring over yeah. Arn Anderson. That's 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 too many flips. He's banned. <laughs> Unnecessary backflips are probably my least favorite thing in wrestling. <laughs> Like, if you were going to do a backflip, use that momentum to hit an elbow or something after it. Do not just do a backflip and then run forward. That makes no <laughs> sense. Do not do a random backflip over your opponent. <laughs> we all know you're athletic. It's fine. I don't know. With all those abs, we might get confused and think he's not athletic. Arn Anderson's just like, all right, fancy lad. Nope, uh, like, we aren't having like, any of this. Oh, and he gets an enziguri <laughs> for his trouble. That was a nice bump. <laughs> yeah. Broadcast got a little staticky there for a second. That's how awesome this match is. It, yeah. They just couldn't handle it anymore. Now, did they say this was a title match? Uh, for a TV title? I yeah. think so. Yeah? Okay. 
I feel like Anderson doesn't really have non-title matches. It's just, just like, constantly defending the the TV title. Well, the match between him and and, uh, uh, Johnny B. Bad was a non-title match. That boxer no, was ver- it? Yeah, that boxer versus wrestler match, yeah. And then was that a grudge type match? Or just wacky match? <laughs> yeah, that was a weird They do match. a lot of wacky matches. Like, gimmicks the match. Let's do it. <laughs> wacky matches. Like, you knew he wasn't going to, like, come on, Anderson. Obviously, if you give him a leg up, he's going to do a backflip. <laughs> God, I just, I, I just want to feed Alex Wright a cheeseburger. He's so skinny. That's why he's got to show off all his his flippy-doos. <laughs> flippy-doos. <laughs> that's, that's the national instrument of Australia, a flippery-doo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I'm still waiting for didgeridoo hero. <laughs> That would Come be... out for a PlayStation 5? Yes. <laughs> VR didgeridoo game? Could happen. Every time I think of didgeridoo, I just think of this great Simpsons joke where it's the Beverly Hillbillies in Australia. Look, Granny, it's a didgeridoo! And, you know... He's just playing on it, and she just takes it and snaps it over her knee, and she's like, well, now to didgeridon't. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They got cinched in, you can tell. Yeah, and an almost STF. Oh, now we're, now we're going for the STF. It's always weird when Cena does it, because he can't actually, like, lock it in, because his arms are too big. <laughs> I, I've never liked the way John Cena locked in, in the STF. It never... No, it's just, it doesn't work. His yeah. arms are too big. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there is no way that person cannot get out of that. <laughs> like, he can't really do it properly. He always picks some like weird moves and like maneuvers that just like make no sense. Arn Anderson looks like a bulldog that has just swallowed a bumblebee. Aww. <laughs> he's just—he's angry and he's confused. Why did this thing hurt? Now we're on the—we're on the outside. Oh, some big European uppercuts from Alex Wright. Just a reminder that he's he's from Europe. Yeah, that's how you know. Now that would <laughs> that would be a good match, Alex Wright versus Cesaro. <laughs> like Alex Wright in his prime versus like Cesaro. That would be yeah. that would be pretty good. No, no. Somehow we need to to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll fly Alex right over from Germany. We got this time traveling thing down pretty pretty good. Yeah. 
I don't know about bringing people back from from '95. We haven't tried that yet. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't tried that yet. Just constantly traveling back to '95, watching wrestling, coming back to 2018. That is the year it is, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It is 2018. <laughs> like I said, the right numbers. Yeah, we're good at we're good at numbers. We're definitely good at numbers. Experts at numbers. We're like <laughs> we're like numberologists. Is that a thing? Sure. That's, <laughs> we're making it a thing. Got it. On oh, he's rubbing Alex's Alex Wright's face on the rope, which has to be Ew. all that has to be all gross after the Nasty Boys match. It's gonna be gross in general. Yeah. And and Alex, oh, he gets oh, caught he in the spine buster. You tried too many flippies. Too many flippies. Always too many flippies. If you do more than one flippy, it's too many flippies. <laughs> too many flippies. Now it's a flip. No, I would allow maybe don't. two. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah, but now it's a flippery don't. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Call back. Wait, yeah, because doesn't he have like a... Ex- Alex Wright has the extended time limit for this match to to win the TV title. Is that... Am I thinking of the right thing? Mm. He's like the 30 minutes... Because usually there's always a time limit. Yeah, there is is always a time limit, yeah. But I think for this one, they said that he has an extended time period to win it. They're, like, giving him an extra chance. God, my memory is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure they said 30 minutes. Good at paying attention to. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great podcast for for two hosts who have ADD. <laughs> oh man, we're good at this. We're so good at this. Oh, you just kicked them in the butt. You're like, no, man, get out of here. Face first, right into that turnbuckle. I like Anderson's boots. And now Anderson's doing flippies. Anderson's been doing a lot of flippies, <laughs> just as bumps. <laughs> we, these are absolutely 100% the correct technical wrestling terms for what's happening. <laughs> wow. This is why we're so good on commentary. <laughs> we, that's, that's right. That was a heck of a snap suplex. Like, normally most people who do, like, just a regular standing suplex fall back, but, like, right, like, arced his back right at the knees. Mm-hmm. Oh, small package. Oh, Anderson caught him again. Oh. Why do you keep trying to run the ropes, dude? It's not working out for you. <laughs> 
Now, as much as I know about wrestling and like wrestling history and blah 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 blah, like I have I have a lot of knowledge, but when it comes to actually calling maneuvers, I cannot do it. I have no idea why. <laughs> it's just all of that information just leaves your head. Yeah, I've I've tried for years. I even like studied like the the two K games. Yeah. Just to see like help like get like a better understanding of like how every maneuver differs. Well, that's how that's how I learned the names of moves was when, not the 2K games, but the old, like, THQ games. Right. The first, the very first SmackDown on PlayStation, and I think the second one, uh, Shut Your Mouth, I think? I think mm-hmm. that was the second one. Uh, both of them had a feature that you could turn on, like a move indicator. So okay. So when you hit the move... Like in in the match that you were wrestling, it would actually pop up like the text. This is what the moves called. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I need something like that. And that's that's how I started to learn learn the names of moves. It's like I can tell when like 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 you know like a suplex or whatever, but it's like I can't tell you what specific suplex it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just I I don't have that ability. Frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> it's maddening. That's why I just make up my own names. <laughs> <laughs> ah, SmackDown Two is know your role. My apologies to to all the video game fans out there who are going nuts. Yeah, we are we are good at uh, misinformation and <laughs> we like to just say things and maybe they're true you have to look them up later yeah <laughs> you can trust us we're professionals absolutely I mean to be fair we are watching a lot of this stuff for the first time yeah I I have not seen any pretty much any WCW well you gotta figure that uh, when Right before we first started this, I was in, I was, and I think March or so of '97. Mm-hmm. So, I I had seen some of the stuff, but it probably took me, you know, a whole year to get to that point. Right. So, you know, I mean, even a lot of this stuff is, even though I've maybe seen some of this before, it's still like kind of fresh because it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I feel. Like I've I've seen all the Raws that we've been watching. Yeah. And all those pay per views, but it's been so long. Mm-hmm. But the WCW and ECW stuff is like it's all new to me, which is fun. Yeah. This is like I get like kind of like unbiased, like fresh start opinions. <laughs> well, and this is this I is don't know everything yet. And it's fun to see things in the context of like, okay, this is what you know the WWF was doing, this is what WCW was doing, and this is what ECW was doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What a that rush. That's awesome. Oh, the Legion of Doom. The Road Warriors. We get Hawk. Hawk versus Ming. Yeah. Well, he's gonna lose then, right? Mm. Aren't they still protecting Ming? Mm. That would be weird. I mean, yeah. I don't know. 
And and while Hawk's making his entrance, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there to everybody who's listening. I probably should have thrown it out there at the beginning of the show, but whatever. Uh, so so the the uh, premium episodes that we're doing, like this one and and in your house one, these are all gonna be available. They're only gonna be available through Podbean. They will not be available through iTunes. And if you're listening to this, and I'll, I'll throw this up when we do our next uh, when we do the May of '95 episode too. That, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you using, say, like the Podbean app on your mobile phone, make sure that you subscribe to us on Podbean so that you have access to the premium content, because otherwise it might not show up there. Mm. So Technical stuff I did not know about. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuff I learned about just like last night or the night before. Ah. Yeah. Oh, Ming's getting in with the kicks. Devastating kicks, these stinky feet. <laughs> I imagine they would be. I don't know. I think it doesn't really wear shoes. Like, yeah. Ever. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna be the one to tell them to wear shoes. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Oh, he's like no sold that man. He's like, yeah, it was a nice try, dude. <laughs> think it's so tough. Oh. The shoulder, the missed shoulder thrust into the into the steel turnbuckle. That's always a rough spot. Yeah. I know like it's like everyone's like like I don't know, like you can take you know how to take your your bumps and whatnot, but anything like that where it's like there's so much more potential for actual like injury, it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Like, just one slight miss, and you're going to be hurting a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably one of the reasons I don't like flippies. (laughs) It's like, you're going to kill yourself, please stop. (laughs) It's like, technically, I know, like, I think from from having done flippies myself, (laughs) I, I know that, you know, like... You know what you're doing. You're gonna, you're gonna do your flippies fine, but it still scares the crap out of me to watch other people do it. So you're a flippy expert then? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, I've done a lot of them. <laughs> I was in acrobatics for like a decade. So we, I, I didn't do any flippies from from the top ropes per se. <laughs> There, there were no ropes in acrobatics. But I used to practice them all in my, like, front yard and just repeatedly land on my, my bum. <laughs> and then i just, like, get up and be like, oh, I gotta do it again. This is probably the longest match Ming's had. Yeah, so that's something. I mean, that right there makes Hawk look strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they've been definitely making Hawk look strong. Like, straight up no-sold some, some maneuvers already. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you need a competition? Well, now you, you got go. it. And the thing is, like, this match has had no build-up on Saturday night. 
No, did, huh? no. Did they mention yeah. Hawk coming back? I like can't remember. I have to check my notes. <laughs> I I don't think they have. Because he's just a su- surprise entrant. Yeah. Like I'm I'm looking at my notes right now. Mhm. You know, I've been I've been taking uh the ginkgo biloba to try and improve my memory. It doesn't <laughs> seem to be working. <laughs> I'm just getting old. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking over my notes here and I don't I don't have anything in here about Hawk whatsoever. Which I mean this That's is kinda of fun. Yeah, I mean this is cool. It's a nice surprise, but like it just it feels weird to give Ming like you know, if you're trying to sell him as, as this big tough guy, like giving him no build up for an opponent at all at Slambury. And can we talk about Ming's mullet for a second? Because it, it's pretty impressive. Like, I almost forget that it's like a mullet because it's like almost like a mane. Yeah. <laughs> Ming's mane. <laughs> but it's definitely a mullet. Right? Because <laughs> it's, it's all short in the front and long in the back. Like, if you cut off the back part, he would look totally different. Yeah, it really is kind of a mullet. It just, but, because his hair is so floofy. Yeah. Look, at, <laughs> look at the mullets on these guys holding Hawk back, though. Those, those are some world-class mullets. Wow. Right? Yeah, that that one guy especially. His hair's so long too. Yeah. But no, Ming definitely has like a mullet. It's just because his hair's so fluffy, it's like harder to perceive it as such. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hope everybody's enjoying this episode of Mullet Cast. Oh, we're a jacket cast. <laughs> we can be both. This is why you watch us to hear about hairstyles and clothing. Mm-hmm. These are the important things. Eric Bischoff with probably the night's script. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, what's next? Uh, then. Induction to the Hall of Fame. We got this. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Woo! The prestigious WCW Hall of Fame. Does that even exist anymore? Well, kind of. Did it get, like, swallowed up by the, the WWE Hall of Fame? They're not considered Hall of Fame inductees in the WWE. Right. Which is, I don't know, it's weird because it's like, they, with WWE owning WCW, you would think they would kind of shift that over, but they never really did. Now, a lot of people in the WCW Hall of Fame have also been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't think Gordon Soley has, though. And I think that's one that JR campaigned for for a long time. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't know, the WWE Hall of Fame is so weird. Like, yeah. I don't understand why they have a celebrity wing. I it, it, it seems that just 
irritates people more than anything. <laughs> yeah, like I've never been fond of the celebrity wing. It's like I get that, like you know, like some of these celebrities have been been involved to some degree, but it's like that spot could really go to somebody else. Right. Like a like a referee or one of the one of the creative team, maybe. You never I, see those guys get on there. I think that wasn't yeah. that the original idea for like when Warrior gave his big speech was that it was supposed to go to those. Like it was he supposed wanted an to, award for those people. Yeah, honor the people who don't usually get honored. And it's like I, I get why they turned that around, but yeah, they should still. I would say get rid of the celebrity wing, and then induct the people that work behind the scenes. Yeah. That that would be pretty cool. It would be, it would be neat. But I think like they wouldn't do that because it it requires them to acknowledge that they have things like writers and to acknowledge the like to break kayfabe in a way that they don't really break kayfabe. Yeah, but it's WWE. They kind of break kayfabe constantly. Yeah, I mean, like, you have, like all the time. You'll have like the heels be like super heel evil on TV and then the next like commercial break it's going to be them at like Make-A-Wish. Yeah. Like being super nice to like <laughs> kids with cancer. Like no, like <laughs> the kayfabe's like doesn't exist at So so we got Chief Wahoo McDaniel who is not in the WWE Hall of Fame if I'm reading this right. So it was Chief Wahoo McDaniel. I was right. Good job. Yeah. You get a gold star. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who do we got next? I don't know. They're not there yet. Oh, that's that's still Wahoo. Yes. He gets, like, part of the aggro crag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this is this is what you get. You get part of the aggro crag. That's that's what WCW needed was an aggro crag. I think everybody needs an aggro crag. Oh, so good. Oh, he's so sweaty. I'll get him a towel. He's yeah, dripping. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's May in Florida. Like it's swampy. Like I I can't blame him. Kind of reminds me of my dad. Yeah. For the for those watching at home, my dad kind of looks like that dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's a similarity. Yeah. All right. So who do we yeah, got? So we got next? the the Funkster. We got Terry Funk, who I believe is in the WWE Hall of Fame. I would hope so. And Terry Terry Funk is still wrestling to this day. Yes. Yeah, Terry Funk. Yeah, he is going to die in the ring. Yeah, he was I'm inducted. Pretty sure that's his goal. Oh yeah, that's that's happening. Terry Funk was inducted into the Hall of Fame in into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2009. Yeah. Very nice. 
Terry Fo- I love the Japanese graphic that they had, the little like cartoon cowboy. Yeah. That was adorable. <laughs> Terry Funk's amazing, though. Yes, he is. And this is really, this is really startling that they would induct an ECW wrestler into the WCW Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's kind of because he's not. It's not like he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are they just like? I guess it's just because they don't acknowledge ECW. Yeah. Well, and Funk might have been, I mean, a lot of those guys with ECW, it's not like they had no complete, no compete clauses or anything. Mm-hmm. They were very independent, so. He really does look like a pirate, though. And so they're saying he still, they're, they're acknowledging he still wrestles in Japan, but they are not acknowledging ECW. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, Terry Funk. Uh, He's like one of those like legends that if I ever met in person, I don't know how I would react because I'd be like terrified and awestruck all at the same time. <laughs> I I don't know how I would feel about meeting Terry Funk because I would just plead with him to to stop. It's okay. You can you can rest now. Nah, man, he's gotta keep going. He's gonna be wrestling until he absolutely cannot wrestle anymore. Until he dies in the ring. Exactly. That's what it's gonna take. And I, I have said it before, and I will say it again. Death is scared of Terry Funk. <laughs> there's no. There's. Would you be if you? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not. I'm not going near him. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got. He's got this. He'll be wrestling forever. Terry Funk lives at the top of, like, a wrestling mountain. And just, he's an old hillbilly wizard. (laughs) If you you actually meet him, yeah, you you have a pretty good reason to be uh, terrified. Because he might give you a quest to complete. Probably involves, like, moonshine and barbed wire. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, going to be barbed wire and flames involved in that quest. Yeah. <laughs> Little known fact, Terry Funk is a firebender. <laughs> I say, having never seen an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Aw, you should watch it. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good, actually. Hmm. I wonder if it's on Netflix. Uh, I know it was at one point. I don't know if it is anymore. Now, I definitely know Angelo Poffo has not been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And that's kind of one of the sticking points for, like, uh, Lanny Poffo is that, uh, you know, Randy was the kind of guy, like, if he was going to go in, he would want, you know, him, his dad, and his brother to go in. Yeah. Which I think says a lot about how good of a guy Randy Savage was. Oh, I forgot he was a sit-up king. Yeah. That was, like, his, like, one of his claim to themes. Forget how many sit-ups he did. 
Uh, well over a thousand or something. There's some some ridiculous amount of sit-ups. No, I can't remember. I think it was on the one of the Macho Man documentaries. Uh, he completed six thousand thirty-three sit-ups in four hours and ten minutes. That's just awesome. That's that's while serving in the U.S. Navy in nineteen forty-five. That, that's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, he and his <laughs> I wife... I knew it was, like, well into the thousands. I just couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. He and his wife were married for more than 60 years. And that's... Aww. That's amazing. That's... Aw. As long as, you know, the 60 years are all good ones. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he was... He was... He was a competitive chess player, too. He did everything. Yeah. What can he... What can't he do? He taught physical education in Illinois. Can you imagine having Randy Savage's dad as your gym teacher? That'd be pretty epic. I mean, the dude did 6,000 sit-ups. He's forcing you to climb a rope, and you're just like, I can't. I can't do it. And he's like, come on. I did 6,000 sit-ups. <laughs> you can do this. So let's see, we got Antonio Anoki up next. Yeah, he was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame, wasn't he? That's what I'm looking I, at. I feel like I remember his induction yep. for some reason. WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2010. Okay. I thought so. And he beat up Muhammad Ali. Never forget that. And I think now he's the Japanese equivalent of a senator? Something. Some kind of, like, diplomat. Yeah, House of Counselors. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to get inducted in the WCW Hall of Fame, and i got to go uh, talk to the UN. It's all good. Yeah. Normal week for Antonio Inoki. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know he converted to Islam. That's interesting. I don't think I, I, I would have... I don't think I've ever looked into the religions of anyone. <laughs> well, according according to Wikipedia, he converted to Islam in 1990. And, uh, this was only revealed in 2012, along with a declaration that he had changed his name to Muhammad Hussein Anoki. Huh. He, he has reportedly described himself as both a Muslim convert and a Buddhist. Interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Needs a lot of religion. Yeah. Like, one religion is not enough for me. I need more. A religion on a pole match. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That was bad. 
Huh. Antonio Noki was in the film The Bad News Bears Go to Japan. I forgot that was a film. That was, <laughs> well, that was the third and last Bad News Bears movie. Didn't they, like, remake it? Yeah, that was point? with, uh, that was with, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And now we got Big John Stud. Dressed as a Viking. With a hard hat? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of odd. And on a motorcycle. And then the close-up of the same picture with him on the motorcycle for some reason. <laughs> and uh, Big John Studd was also inducted into the Hall of Fame in the WWE Hall of Fame, class of 2004. Mm-hmm. Aww. His real last name is Mitten. Neat. Yeah, unfortunately, he died like just before this. Right. Uh, it's his son, John Minton Jr., who's going to be accepting the plaque here. Uh, his son also participated in the fourth season, the fourth season of WWE Tough Enough. Yeah, neat. Remember Tough Enough, everybody? Yeah, they did ones recently. Yeah. I feel like nobody who has ever competed in Tough Enough has gone on to do anything big in the WWE. Not quite true. Okay. I actually did I did research on that a, really? a while back. Okay. Uh yes. But it's it's rarely been the winner. Mm. A lot of the the contestants have gone on to be Involved, like, uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember specifically who, I'd have to go back and look through it again, but there have been, like, uh, is it Nydia? Yeah. Uh, Shaniqua. Johnny, Johnny Mundo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's his Lucha Underground name, I'm blanking on his, his other name, but they were, they were contestants. Um, didn't the Miz, Miz was on Tough Enough? Yeah, yeah, he was. So there have been some, but it's rarely ever been the winner. And um, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, it's usually some other random person. And then the Miz's wife—that's how they they met. Mm. Was it Diva Search or Tough yeah. Enough? And she like cut a promo on him in French. Yeah. <laughs> So it does happen. I mean, they, they've scouted some people through, through the Tough Enough show, but it's just yeah. I don't, I don't know how it. it I guess because the winner gets like too much attention almost. Well, the, I think what it is is they try to build the gimmick of them being the winner. Like, right. after they win, they they try to build a gimmick around that. We got Dusty Rhodes. And he was also definitely inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. be inducted into every Hall of Fame ever. Yeah. Class of 2007. 
he will be sorry excuse me it's, a, it's okay <laughs> it's the morning and this is this is the most important wrestling that we're going to watch of the day because this is this is you know the breakfast oh, wrestling Maven. sorry yeah. oh, going Maven. back to the tough enough <laughs> Maven Maven was one of the the tough enough people that went on to actually be involved in WWE yeah i mean he he was for like a hot second and quickly just got just got flounced by the undertaker i mean just completely wrecked yeah he was one of the 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 winners is yeah. maven and nidia and they actually did stuff with them there on like the the first yeah. season now is that cody oh my god is it it's gotta be it's gotta be right that's funny yeah, that's Cody. Like, you can tell. That's so funny. That shirt, though. <laughs> I feel like he could still rock it, though. He he would be the one person that could make that shirt work nowadays. Like, it would be so great if he just decided, like, to to get a bigger version of that shirt and start wearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. He he could he would like I said he'd be the only one that'd be able to pull that off. Yeah. Well, with his whole American Nightmare thing, he could really make that work. And Dusty Jackie wrote. Gata was one of the. Yeah. Tough enough contestants. I'm still looking this up. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. I'm just like I was trying to remember, but there have been quite a few. It's just not usually the the actual winner. God bless Dusty Rhodes. I'm like the best talker ever. Yeah, Mike uh, Mike Mizanin, he's the runner-up the year that he competed. So, so the Miz was one of your one yeah. of our tough enough people. I miss. I thought so. I miss the Miz in the main event scene. Yeah, I feel like he's still got it in him to do it, you know? Yeah. I think now people understand him a little better because a lot of times he's such a good heel that people really, like, legitimately start hating him because (laughs) he comes across as such a a cocky, like, jerk face that I think, I feel like that threw people for a while, but now, like, people, like, seem to have picked up on Finally picked up on it after how many years of him doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, oh, wait, he's supposed to be a heel. I get it. <laughs> and he's great at it. He really is. I would not want to, like, him as a face, not as great. <laughs> yeah, he's he just, doesn't He doesn't really work as a face. No, he's just so good at being a heel. I would not want to... Uh, dive to him on the outside ever 
he does not catch people and it's horrifying <laughs> but other than that like he's the only wrestler you see like if he's on the outside in a dive spot he will like back away from the person diving at him or he'll like put his arms up to like block them from like hitting him <laughs> like dude does not catch people yeah <laughs> I'm not sure what that's all about, if it's just, like, his just gut, like, knee-jerk reaction when somebody comes flying at him to just kind of, like, duck out of the way. Aw, <laughs> uh, Gordon, Gordon Soley gets a piece of the aggro crag, too. Aw. They sprung this on him. He gonna cry. Oh, he's like... Yeah. He's totally like, at a loss for words. He's he's legit choked up, and I I actually really like Gordon Soley on on commentary. I like shaking. And Gordon Soley was was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the WWE yeah, okay. Hall of Fame in two thousand eight, by Jim Ross. So, so we've gotten quite a few. Yeah. Little Cody, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, there there might have been some question before, but like this right here, no, that is absolutely, unequivocally Cody Rhodes. Aw, I love the Rhodes family. Like, those are probably, like, if I had to pick a favorite, like, wrestling, like, dynasty, it, it's the Rhodes. Like, they've never stopped giving back to that business. Oh, and they're all so, so talented. Yeah. Poor Cody hasn't really grown into his ears yet. Aww. Yet Sting. Yeah, there's, there's still matches going on. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually here for some wrestling. Mean Gene is interviewing Sting. Stang is the proper way to pronounce that. Stang. He's got the the blue and orange face yeah. paint. The blue and orange. That must take that must take an hour or so to do and it all comes off in like 2 minutes. Yeah. I remember, like, when I really started, like, getting into wrestling, the the many variations of Sting always confused me. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, he did the, the, you know, like, the short blonde hair face paint, and then, like, the crow one, and, like, all these, like, variations on, like, sort of the same theme. But I'd always get, like, mixed up, like, like I couldn't figure out, like, like the, the guy with the short blonde hair was the same as, like, the crow guy. <laughs> <laughs> It just, like, they, drew me, because for some yeah. reason in my mind, when he had the short blonde hair and stuff, like, he looked and seemed so much older than when he w- did, like, the, the crow one. So you're saying crow stang looks younger than surfer yeah, stang. Yeah, like, it just, that's why it always, like, confused me. Cause yeah. it's like, how is that the same person? That guy was, like, super old. <laughs> yeah. 
And here comes know. here comes my brain is weird. <laughs> I can I can get behind that. I can I can second that. That that makes sense. And here comes here comes the blues brother. Bubba Rogers, big Bubba Rogers. Whatever his gimmick's supposed to be, I don't know. He just <laughs> he he hates Illinois Nazis. There you go. He wants a he wants two fried chickens. And he's got the table. And and a diet coke. Sting means business. Yeah. See when Did I he stop petting him while he's carrying a table. Yeah, like when they when they announced it as a lights out match, I just thought it was going to be like a last man standing match. Uh huh. Then they tried to come up with some different rules for it, which I... are which are very confusing. Yeah, I not been able to I don't understand this match type at all lights will flash during the sting Bubba Rogers match signifying anything goes during that time what so it's basically it's a regular match but when the lights flash they can do whatever the heck they want yeah it doesn't disqualify them it doesn't. They don't get a DQ for that. So Sting so came prepared. So it's kind of like uh, musical chairs, but with beatdowns. Yeah, it's it's musical. <laughs> it's musical hardcore wrestling. Because if there's if there's one thing a match with weapons needs, it's arbitrary, complicated rules. <laughs> and Bubba Rogers looks like he's wearing snakeskin suspenders. He probably is. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past him. Oh, oh, that was a bad, that was a bad choice. You're gonna, you're gonna tick the stanger off doing that. He's gonna have a bad time. <laughs> Bubba's having so much fun, though. <laughs> he is. God, he has never not looked like a cop. Yeah. Like, right now, he looks like white Carl Winslow. <laughs> I mean, is He's that, another good heel. Yeah. Is there anything more 90s than Full House references? Full House? Full, not Full House. What am I thinking? <laughs> Family Matters? Family Matters. Look, it's a 90s sitcom. <laughs> I get them I get them confused. <laughs> They probably did some crossover at some point, I'm sure. Oh, I now I'm now I'm looking that up. I think Ur- Urkel was on episodes of Full House, at the very least. I never liked Full House. You know, it's one of those shows I always watched, but I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this because it's so corny and terrible. But I would watch it anyway. Like, it's like, I don't know, like, I hated it, and I liked it at the same time. But it would normally make me cringe, because they'd always do those, like, moments with, like, the music, and then they'd teach a lesson, and like, ugh. (laughs) Steve Urkel had a cameo on Full House. Told you. Couple cameos, yeah. Yeah, all those TGIF shows kind of crossed over at various points, and they all went to Disney World at some point, or Disneyland. Yeah. Just the way it worked back then. Back in the day. 
See, I never, I never. Television tried proper programming. Yeah, I never liked Full House, but I did like Step by Step. That was a great show. Yeah. That was probably my favorite of that that grouping. Yeah, we're not even. <laughs> this is why people are paying to listen to this, is so we can talk about '90s sitcoms. Uh oh. Well, it... What's Bob? He's got a. He's got an extra tie. Or is that his tie from before? Yeah, I guess that was his tie. If that's his tie from before, this boy does not know how to match. Yeah. Like, good God. <laughs> that tie does not really go with that with that shirt and those suspenders. I mean, even the suspenders don't really go with the shirt. Yeah. Wait, were the lights even flashing? I think he's cheating. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I saw lights flash, but I was also <laughs> busy looking up. Step by step and family matters and full house. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Sting is so over. It's like absurd. Yeah. Like, how is he not their guy? Like, screw Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> should have been Sting. <laughs> it should have been Sting. That's that's where the money is. It, it should have been I, I never. I don't think Hogan was ever worth the the value they put on him. I mean, you know, he would have been if they if they hadn't given him creative control. But he always like demands it, and it's always terrible. Yeah. That like every time he goes anywhere, he's just constantly like trying to take over, and it's like, dude, no, you suck. Like, stop. I don't know. My feelings on Hogan are complicated. I don't know if I would go so far as to say he sucks, but, like, I don't know. Not every wrestler should also be a booker and, yeah, and like, you know, like, run every role of a company. Like, it just, when and, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> And again, we just because even... you know the business doesn't mean you should be in creative control of the business. Yeah. We haven't even seen any lights flashing. Nope, I but... don't won't know what this match is. <laughs> yeah, I think any time that you have a wrestler who's an active competitor on the roster and also a booker, that makes for a dangerous time. Yeah, and like it's, it's just. It's, don't do that. It's only, <laughs> don't, don't let that happen. It's only going to work out if you if you kind of separate the conflicts of interest and say, okay, you know, you're going to be a booker, but you're not going to be in charge of your own programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be it would be tough because it's like, you know, wrestlers kind of have to have some some form of ego, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind They're of they're not all going to be like jerks about it. Oh, they need that that ego and confidence to, to really do this. We, we didn't get missed, but we got a, a fistful of, uh, of cocaine. That's baby we, powder. Come on or, now. Or baby powder. <laughs> it, could, it could be either or both. And that table is like a nasty looking table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of... it's Wrestling is kind of a selfish business. You kind of have to be you kind of have to be a little selfish. But at the same time, like, you also kind of have to be able to, to give back when needed. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, not every not every person is good at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a weird line that you have to toe. That you have to walk. I mean, Hogan's kind of that that kid on the playground that just constantly changes the rules to uh, suit his needs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing was, like, I mean, even in the 90s, like, I, I would argue that Hogan and Flair and Savage weren't at the point where they should have been completely done with their careers or anything. They still had no, a lot, no. a lot it, left it, in the tank. But, like, they shouldn't have been in positions where they had that much control over their own stories. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with Hogan being, basically, at this point, he's a part-timer. Yeah. He's no no different than Brock Lesnar now. Yeah. He just well, kind of comes in when he feels like, and I, I would, I wrestles would, when he feels like. I would argue that, A, Hogan has earned being a part-timer at this point by virtue of his career in the 80s and pre-WCW. And oh, he's whipping him with the belt. Come on is. now. And, and B, he's still Have showing... Have lights flashed at all, no. by the way? No, okay. I haven't seen any lights flash. Like, and B, like, Hogan is still showing up for more, like, pay-per-view events than Lesnar does. And he's at least doing matches that aren't over in five minutes. So I would I would give him that over Lesnar. I don't give him much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just very, very anti-Hogan. I can't help it. That table is in I, I, not good I give Lesnar more credit just because he's honest about what he is and why yeah. he's there. That's <laughs> he's that, like, I am a, I'm a sports entertainer and I want to make money. That's End fair. End of story. Like, yeah. this is what I'm here to do. Like, I don't want to interact with the fans. I just want to go in, do what I got to do, and then leave. <laughs> Yeah, I want to work five minutes, four nights, four nights a year, and make thirty-two million dollars. You know, and it's not like like you know he, if they 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 offered him, I guess the the contract yeah. to do so. So, like, who wouldn't take that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would jump on that. I got loans. To pay off, you know, student <laughs> loans and everything. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably jump on that. Like, I would, I would, $32 million, I would pay off my student loans and then, you know, with the remaining, like, $2, get some, get some lunch. <laughs> Maybe I would actually go back to school if I had, had the money. Student loans are awful, everybody. They are. I, I didn't even get a bachelor's degree. I have an associate's, and it was still took me years to pay off. There it is, Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah. I haven't even really started paying on mine. Well, that was that. Sting one. <laughs> Sting one. Nobody there went were through no the flashing table. flashing lights. Yeah. Um, I, the table was not set up to break properly. <laughs> The outer edge of it started coming off, and I think it just got progressively more dangerous to use. Yeah, and that's, like, not the table that we're typically used to seeing, like, in a in a wrestling match. That's, like, a thick table. Yeah, no, that was not... That is not a breaking table. <laughs> like, that looks like a table they got from the basement of, like, a church. Yeah, something like that. Cause it's a lot more beat up, so maybe, like, a, like a bar or something. Yeah. Used it, I don't know. 
And that's got a but face. Yeah, see how like the, the outer rim is like yeah. totally falling apart? But yeah, that table is never gonna break. <laughs> it, no, never. Good God. But yeah, so I have no idea what this match actually was. I don't yeah. know what the rules were. War. There was no flashing lights. There was no. See, they, I they do s- not understand this match, but Sting won, so that was kind of nice, yeah. I guess. They set up these really complicated rules on Saturday night, and that like they didn't even talk about those rules until like the week before, I think. Let yeah, me... it, uh, something like that. I mean, they kept mentioning it. They definitely like. They just kept calling it a light type. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, it's gonna be the the lights out match. It's so good and blah blah blah. And they like totally hyped it up, but then like they never really explained it well. <laughs> yeah, week week two, WCW Saturday Night. They're like, these are the rules for the lights out match. This is gonna be so great. It's gonna be so dramatic. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't even know yeah. what the match type actually ended up being, but it was not exactly what they were talking about. Yeah, it, 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 they set this up and failed to follow through. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty standard of WCW. Yeah. <laughs> They're constantly like setting up these weird, wacky, gimmicky matches, and it's just, like, it never pays off. Look at that watch Michael Buffer is wearing. It's so shiny. Yeah. He's so fancy. Let's get ready to rumble. I now owe Michael Buffer a quarter. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Where do you mail that to? That's a good question. So we're at the we're at the main event, the Monster Maniacs, brother. But first, we get the bad guys. Mhm. Woo! Ric Flair. In is he? He's got the purple robe. Wow, that's shiny. Sherry and Muda ain't got nothing on Flair. Look at all that. Yeah, I think he wins the uh, the sparkle competition. Oh, look at that banner. Did you see that? Somebody had a yeah. shiny Ric Flair banner. That's the one and only sign. This is the only one we're letting in. Yeah. It's too good. That's it. <laughs> oh, well, now we got some the- signs. Well, they're all just, like, uh, ones that look like they were handed out at some point. Yeah. Because they're all the same. <laughs> That's probably what they were doing during, like, the promotion, the the backstage stuff. Oh, we got some signs in the back, too. Yeah. Yeah, see, there's the Ric Flair banner down in the corner. Wow. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Somebody ruined a bed sheet for that. Woo! And it's it's Vader time. That's a man you don't want to get a close up of. <laughs> he's, he's got a face for radio. 
Oh, man. Things I would not want to say to these people. <laughs> no, Vader. Vader's like a really cool guy in real life. I'm no, sure. he, he seems it. I mean, yeah. just a, just just the fact that he was on Late Boy Meets World. <laughs> Look, we we make jokes here, folks, but we we love and respect almost all of these guys. Very nearly all of them, to yeah. some extent. This is all of this is done with love. And now it's time for the Monster Maniacs. That, that jacket, though. Oh, man, that is a great-looking jacket. Ooh, yeah. I love Macho Man. Macho Man is so great. He deserved better in WCW. Like, if anyone deserved better in WCW, it was Macho Man. Like, Macho Man and Sting. Mm-hmm. Hogan just go suck an egg. I don't <laughs> care. I've just, I've never liked him. Like, like when I was a kid, I liked that he was in, like, the, the movies who's, I would watch. Who's that in know? the back? Oh, it's... Some some creepy giant man. Is I that wonder the giant? who that could be. Yeah, but this is too early for the giant. They've been they've been hinting. Yeah. He keeps coming out, popping out for like half a second, and you just see this, you know, Andre the Giant sized man, and then he disappears. They're like, no, no, you can't go out there. And he just goes back to the back, probably to catering. <laughs> yeah, see, that's... I'm pretty, I have a feeling that's where you would find him. Maybe maybe that should be one of our wrestling time machine shirts. Hogan sucks eggs. <laughs> like the old Dusty sucks eggs shirt. We have so many shirt ideas. We do. It'll happen, eventually. We'll, we'll have some, some super cool shirts. We we will. We absolutely will. Help us get some more followers, because if we get more followers on Twitter, that helps us get, uh, that that may help us get on with somebody like uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. That would be, that would be cool. We could have an official store. That'd be interesting. I don't know how any of that works. And and my wife... Oh, the renegade! The renegade! My wife is not the renegade, but my wife... <laughs> renegade is waifu. My, my wife, the wonderful graphic designer, can definitely help us put together some cool shirt ideas. Like our Barry Horowitz shirts ideas. Or... Yes. <laughs> or just some, you know, like playing the wrestling time machine shirts. Maybe need to come up with some sort of, uh, like, uh, similar to but legally distinct from TARDIS design. TARDIS. I don't get behind this Doctor Who stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what our what our what our uh, intro is. I don't listen to us. 
I don't pay attention. You don't listen to our Thanks. own show. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I do have like I, I can't really listen to myself talk. Well, it's y- weird. Y- you should. Tor- I used to have the same problem, but I definitely listen to all all the shows we do. <laughs> well, at least we have one listener. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> you should you should listen to us. I know, I'm very bad at things. <laughs> uh, but uh, and, and everybody who's listening to this should keep listening to us. But yeah, that's, and tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends who are who are wrestle fans. But that's that's kind of our intro is the Doctor Who song, but with uh, some bits and pieces from like WCW Saturday Night and Raw and ECW. See, I probably I probably would I probably didn't catch it because I don't watch Doctor mm. Who, so I wouldn't know what the song would be. <laughs> that's also that's also like part of our description is like we we tr- we are traveled we have traveled back in time using what I've dubbed as the Tawdis, like T-A-W-D-I-S, time and restlative dimension in space, is what that stands for. So these are all Doctor Who references. <laughs> I mean, I tried to, we, we tried doing the one intro with the the Back to the Future bit, but that was that was real long. So I was thinking of other time travel stuff, and Doctor Who just kind of hit me. I guess I guess that works technically. Yeah. I just won't get our own references. <laughs> I know what a TARDIS is. It's like the phone boothy thing, right? That's that is the phone boothy thing. <laughs> it's what it's what allows. I've seen like one episode. Yeah. Like once, when our friends made us watch it. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. I I I've, I've liked what I've seen of it. I really dug uh, Chris Eccleston. And I, I really like David Tennant. I've seen most of Chris Eccleston's stuff and then the beginning of David Tennant's stuff, and I liked it. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. This is what you guys are listening to. This is what this is why you're here. Because you're <laughs> nerds. You're a bunch of not, nerds Not like to us. actually watch uh, Hogan and, and Vader... Wrestle, like push on each other a bit. A lot of screaming. Well, Vader. Fun fact: Vader is actually part grizzly bear. I'd believe it. Yeah. Oh, he took the mask off. That's how you know he's he's about to get down to business. Takes the mask off. So now, is this supposed to be a tag match? Yes. I mean, knowing WCW, I don't expect them to actually follow any sort of uh, rules. Yes, it is supposed to be a tag <laughs> match. And here's the thing. Hogan just whipped Vader on the outside of the ring over the top rope. Nobody he, saw that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that didn't happen. 
two guys in the ring. That's fine. Yeah. He's so, like, I'm just going to check on Flair. Savage. For some reason. I can't get into Savage wearing the red and yellow because it just, it always makes me think of Slim Jim. Yeah, I'm actually getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't really had much of a breakfast yet, so when we're done yep. here, ego time. Slim Jims don't really like they used to have that snap, like when you'd like snap into a Slim Jim, and it would actually like snap. But now like they changed whatever the like plasticky like coating on the outside is, so like the you can't really snap into a Slim Jim anymore. It kind of yeah, tear it apart with your teeth. Doesn't really snap. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a fun fact. Back in my day, jerky used to make noise. <laughs> you could legitimately snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Because you just like break it, and it would just like make that like snappy sound. It was like eating plastic, like plastic yeah. coated meat. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> plastic coated meat. For all your dietary needs. I don't know what crap they actually use in food. <laughs> and now Flair is just going to walk halfway down that ramp. Yep. And fall. That was a great spot. Savage and Flair put on some great matches. They work really well together. I feel like, like it's like the difference between seeing like you know like wrestler wrestlers and like guys who are just wrestlers because they're big. Yeah. And again, Flair gets sent over the top rope. No DQ. No, that doesn't count for Hogan matches. I guess unless it works in his favor, at some point they'll probably the ref will see it or something. I don't know. W- Somebody's got a wrestle buddy. <laughs> WCW refs are just legitimately bad at their jobs. That's what it seems like. The way these shows are booked, it's just like, man, these refs are terrible. <laughs> Poor referees. They don't know what. They don't even know what the rules are. Keep getting changed anyway. Hogan's like, no, this is illegal now. Like, come on. Yeah, and speaking of Wrestle Buddies, check out Yvette Makes Things for for Wrestle Buddies. Nice. Because we're gonna be we're gonna be working on a whole bunch of new ones here soon. Now that now that she has a cricket maker. I don't know what that is. It's a it's a fancy machine. What cuts like felt and fabrics and paper. And can engrave wood and metal. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not good at making things. Never, I never had that that craftiness in me. It's it's not. It, it's really. If you don't have it in you, it can be really hard. Yeah. Big clothesline. Like, like, like if I sat down and like tried really hard, but I usually lose interest. Yeah. So like I'll just rush through things and then they look like crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have to be really inspired to to properly craft something. 
Had some big lariats from Hogan earlier, and now Flair's got the upper hand. The closed fist. Yeah, those are only illegal sometimes, too. Only. Only illegal sometimes. And usually the ref just is like, hey, open your fist. I, I like how Ric Flair wears knee pads for all of a second, and they just become shin pads. <laughs> like, what's even the point? Maybe maybe my wife will do some purple Ric Flair wrestle buddies. I like those purple boots. Yeah. It's I always a- wanted, like, a pair of wrestling boots just to, yeah. like wear like I just thought they looked cool (laughs) this is a very purple centric pay-per-view between the one microphone and like you know uh, Bobby Heenan's suit but purple was always kind of WCW's color I think how the ref is like what was Anderson doing in here yeah I guess I'll just let it go Uh, oh he's going to the outside I guess it's okay I don't know what's happening I'm just one man. Oop, excuse me. It's all this this bubble water I've been drinking. Let's see, we got Vader's in the ring, because now it's Vader time. Got the got the big leg lock on Hogan. Uh, Ric Flair making some some overt motions at, at <laughs> someone. I really want a pair of his boots though. Like, can I get like lady size purpley sparkly boots? Look at those; those are gorgeous. Yeah, it's like a lilac. Color. Yeah, they're like so pretty. Yeah. Wrestling boots always look cool. They would be good for wrestle prom. <gasps> yes, wrestle prom. <laughs> Hashtag wrestle prom. What's is that? That's the giant, right? Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Just some big dude with sunglasses. <laughs> I didn't think I thought it was too early for the giant. I didn't think we had him had him this early. It seems about time. Big suplex from Vader. Oh, but Hogan's Oh, we're about to hulk out. Oh, oh man. My, oh brother, what you gonna do? No sell some stuff and then just be over overpowered for no reason. Not what Hogan usually does. Yeah. <laughs> we got some Vader time signs in the audience. And Macho just smacks him in the back of the head. <laughs> that was that was Macho's tactic. Like, hey, dude, get over here. Oh, oh, the ref, how, the ref is dead. I, I like how in that spot, Macho Man basically helped Ric Flair to attack Hogan. Yeah. By calling Vader over, like, hey, dude, like, we're supposed to be over here now. (laughs) (laughs) We must distract this ref for a moment. (laughs) It's always weird when you can, like, kind of read the 
the like almost like choreography or booking yeah. like within the match. You can see the wheels turning. You know what's happening. But what, what I love is if you go to a wrestling event, any local wrestling event, take somebody with you who doesn't know much of anything about wrestling. Yeah. Because I, I go a lot with my one friend who knows some stuff, but she's still pretty much just, like, straight up Mark. <laughs> so she'll get, like, really concerned about, like, certain spots that, like, I'll see and I'll be like, that spot is never going to happen. It's not safe. They wouldn't do mm. it. But she sees it as like, oh, my God, they're going to die. <laughs> it's it's so precious when you have somebody who's, like, you know, not a a smart Mark or anything. You know, they're not, like, I mean, yeah, they, they might they, know they wrestling. They don't know as much yeah. about, like, the business as, like, some some fans do. Yeah, and it's like if you watch wrestling enough times, you're gonna pick up on some of the cues, and you you're gonna see enough of similar spots that you're gonna know what's gonna what's gonna happen and what's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it's it's fun because it's like, you know, you you've been in that position too, right? And it's just it's it's kind of like watching somebody open a present on Christmas morning, like you get to watch them be excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like a, I would see her like get get so into like somebody who like uh, excellence. Uh, Clutch Adams did like a fake face turn, and like knowing the character, knowing everything. Yeah. About it, I'm like, he's not really turning face. Like I, in my head, I'm like, I know he's not going to be face. Like that makes no sense. <laughs> but she was just like, oh my god, I like him now. It's so funny. She's just like, oh, I can't believe it. She's like, I don't, I don't want to like him, but I like him. That's and then, a... like, he did, like, the immediate, like, turn around and was like, <laughs> now I'm really a heel. And she's just like, she, he totally got her. It was amazing. <laughs> it's it's beautiful when that kind of thing happens. Yes. And... It's like she just buys into it so much. Like, she just can't tell what's, you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. what? Like, he's just, so I try not to give her too much information. I'm like, I'm stay innocent. <laughs> you don't need to know everything. But seriously, if you if you go to a show, take somebody, yeah. anybody that that does not know much of anything about wrestling. It's so much fun. Like you can see things from like a a totally new perspective or one that you probably haven't really like thought of for a while because you just yeah. so like get so uh, you get to know too much after seeing as much wrestling as we have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like my wife just said, it's knowing how a magician does his tricks. And my God, Vader just landed a moon salt. That is mind-boggling. <laughs> mind-boggling. He landed a picture-perfect moon salt. You know, you know, it it would have been really cool if there had been like a Spider-Man movie in, say, like the '90s. Because you could have gotten Vader to play Kingpin. 
He's got that physique like the Kingpin does. Gotcha. We did get Macho Man in the Spider-Man movies. Yes, we did. <laughs> Bone saw is ready. <laughs> now that would Him. be that would be a fun cosplay. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about that. I wonder I wonder if I could do that. A bone saw cosplay. Yeah, go for it. Why not? I'm telling you, if I find that, that sensational sherry dress, that inspiration comes up at a, a thrift store, it's going to happen. Thrift stores are a gold mine for that sort of thing. Yeah, they can be. They definitely can be. Like, if you get, get to the right ones that, like, will take, like, anything, pretty much. Yeah. You'll get some pretty sweet, like, 90s and, like, 80s, like, like dresses that are just absurd. Find some, like, ugly Christmas sweaters, like, that kind of stuff. A lot of Cosby sweaters. Ah, uh, Cosby sweaters. Sometimes you can find, like, old, like, wrestling t-shirts, too. It's always fun. Yeah. It's like going, like, treasure hunting. Yeah. Sometimes you get sometimes you get nothing, and sometimes that's, you get just, like, amazing stuff. That's where I got the suit for for the Excellence Pro Wrestling was, Very was nice. a thrift store. And it almost fits. And Hogan with the, the punches. Totally legal punches. Totally legal. And Ric Flair is dying. Yeah, well, you got, got him in the throat, man. Yeah. That's all it takes. It's Flair's weakness. And Oh, I thought he was going to throw Ric Flair into Vader for a second. Yeah, that would have been a good oh, no. idea. Oh, he picked up Vader. Uh, so they're going for that. See, now if they, they should have done is had him get like Vader down and then just put Flair on top of him. Or, or the other way around, get Flair down and have him slam Vader onto Flair. Either way, somebody should have been slammed on somebody there. That was yeah. a missed opportunity. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and Renegade had one job, and nope, Hogan still got tripped up by Anderson. Well, Vader was on the outside, too. It was just too much for Renegade to keep track of. <laughs> this, this match is going to end in a really weird way. What do you want to bet? Uh, let's see, WCW, we got like 30 people out. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Some kind of ridiculously overbooked finish. Macho Man and Vader fighting on the outside already. Renegade chasing down Anderson. Hogan and Flair being like, no. No, it's your turn to go down. <laughs> Oh, and Anderson getting in. Oh, Where's no. Renegade? He, again, did not stop the, the Anderson. Oh, no. Anderson took down Flair. Oh, man. Uh-oh. And here comes the leg drop. Boom. Yeah. He's like, thank you, Arn. One, I appreciate two, you. three, Hogan with the win. See, did not even see the ref in that shot. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, you gotta give you gotta give Flair some credit for being the one who was willing to do the jobs during all this. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I mean, I can kind of even get behind Vader because it's like, yeah, he had another promotion telling him like, no, you can't, you can't lose. Right. But like, here's Flair taking the bullet every time. But he took it in the because of the, the fact that it was Anderson's yeah mistake. It, it still like Flair looks fine. Well, yeah, but I mean, between like this and what was it, uncensored last month. With uh, the the bowl the the strap match, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's willing to step into that role, which is nice. Yeah. Okay, we got super young Hulk Hogan in the audience there. <laughs> Extremely nineties. Yeah. Kid. That one Hulkamaniac looked, looked upset for some reason. Oh, but Anderson and 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 Flair and Vader are not happy with the decision. Here comes Angelo Poffo. He's got to save his son. Yep. I, I knew that the finish would get overbooked at some point. It's... Angelo Poffo. Is... Like we just got to keep this going. Oh no, he's gonna have a bad no. time. Really. Weak-looking punches to the face. What is yeah. happening? <laughs> like, you can tell Flair's trying real hard to protect him. Mm-hmm. Figure four. And Anderson with the with the stompies. Like, and this just goes to show, like, WCW was booking really strong on sh- what they thought would be shock value. Yeah. Instead of focusing on, like, good matches, it was all about, like, cheap shock value. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, can be fine sometimes, but, like, when you're doing it, like, every time. Yeah, they're just very much about, like, like, oh, here's some, like, surprising stuff that's going to happen and then really weird gimmicky matches that make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, basically, they are trying way too hard and putting all of their focus on things that really don't make for a good wrestling show in the long run. Yeah. Like, again, you can you can use shock. I mean, that's really important sometimes when telling a story. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's when that's all you're relying on, that's not good writing. Yeah, you got, I mean, they, there's already so much going on with this this match and everything. Mm-hmm. You have, like, this whole big storyline, and then you got, like, the giant just appearing out of nowhere, and just, for whatever reason. And not doing a thing. No, just kind of, he's not even being menacing. Like, I can't even say he's, like, standing there menacingly, because he wasn't. He was just standing there. <laughs> yeah. With with some sunglasses on. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. And this is this is the other weird thing that we get with WCW pay-per-views. Credits. Yes. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can see, like, all the actual people behind behind mm. the scenes. Look at that. Yeah. Neat. yeah. All the, the cameramen and stuff get some credit. It's pretty cool. Lighting. 
The well, that guy's fired. Pyrotechnics. He never, yeah. Fire he never that lighting flickered those <laughs> flickered those lights. That match has been ruined forever. Wrestling operations. That sounds like a fun job. You operate the wrestling. Yeah. It's actually some guy sitting in the back with like a Nintendo controller. Yeah. <laughs> And see, they weren't shy about acknowledging Bischoff's role in the company with the credits. So that's it, everybody. It's been it's been a slamboree. We hope you indeed. We hope everybody enjoyed that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Leith, where can people find you on the internets? I am at Pariah underscore Lane on Twitter. P A R I A H underscore l-a-y-n-e very cool and everybody you can follow us on twitter at wtm podcast uh on twitter uh, the actual handle is uh wrestle it's w-r-e-s-t-l tim t-i-m mock m-a-c-h uh you can follow us on twitter on facebook subscribe to us on podbean and uh, follow us on iTunes, and please, everybody, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a review, because that helps us. That helps us get out there and get more exciting guests. Like, uh, again, we've got the wonderful uh, Brian from WCW Worldwide coming up, and we've got Travis Huckabee from Chikara, and Razorhawk from Chikara. All of these are playing guests, and if you want us to, to be able to do more, help support the show uh, by by doing those things, and also check out Yvette makes things for all sorts of cool nerdy things to to flex your fandom with badges and jewelry and wrestle buddies and dream catchers, all sorts of neat things. And with that, I think it's I think it's been a show. Night everybody. Night everybody. We say it like you know 10:30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to bed. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. Right.